0: Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
1: Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast.
2: I like doing it. I love running routes. We better be in Florida. It better be sunny. And there better be some sort of fruity drink involved.
1: With Matt Harmon.
2: They seem like you know ball the way you talk, so (laughs) thank you. Someone clip that. Looking forward to facing your mom at some point.
0: Last night at the bar we were at, I had some really bad cases. I've never had no bad queso, really. It's Wednesday, August 31st, and I mean, I've been talking about it on the show for a couple episodes now. We have one hell of an announcement for you. Joining me today and every Wednesday throughout the NFL season is Los Angeles Chargers running back Austin Eckler. Austin. Yo. What's up, buddy? We're running it back, man. Eckler's Edge. Yes. Round two. Eckler's Edge is back. The show that everyone loved last year is now a full on podcast. I mean, Austin, you have to put up with me and talk to
1: me for an hour Oof. every week during the season. I'll, I'll reciprocate that. You have to put up with me <laughs> and my energy. Whether I win or lose, I'm in a good or a bad mood. So you just be ready for that. You know, remember, I still play. So yeah, that's that a good point. Like, yeah. well, I oh, mean, yeah.
0: this is my job too. So like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be riding the emotions as well. Yeah. By, like, week five, I'm going to be in that mode, like, as a fantasy writer where we're, like, doing the same thing every single week. You'll be feeling it, too. So we'll see where we're at week six.
1: All I ask and the same thing I ask for my teammates, hey, we have good energy. We're definitely going to be bringing that. And uh, let's try to stay consistent. Let's try to make it fun, right? That's what we're here. That's what we're here to do. So that's what we're going to bring to you. Looking forward to it. And uh, glad to have you, man.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm, hey, I'm glad to have you. So in addition to being a video show like this was last year, it's going to be a part of the Yahoo Fantasy Football forecast, our podcast feed, every single week, every Wednesday. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be electric. One of the big things we want to do this year, Austin, is we want to engage more with the listeners and viewers. I don't think really anybody like wants to send me a question, Matt, what are you having for dinner on Thursday? Nobody cares about that. <laughs> but people definitely want to hear from you. So as such, starting right now, we are accepting emails to austin at yahoo sports.com. Send us your questions, your comments. If you want to write them out, go for it. But an audio or video recording where Austin will respond to it, that's actually going to get your voice on the podcast. So definitely mm. jump
1: on mm. that. I love that. You're speaking my language. Like when it comes to me and one thing that I'm really passionate about is the community. So when we can incorporate people from the community and a lot of people have me on their fantasy team. So Bringing those two together and being able to feel like you have actually some type of input into the show is music to my ears. The same thing I do with my streams. Uh, And you stand corrected when you said no one was going to have a question for you. Because I know several people are going to ask you how long it takes you to drink this whole thing every day. Look at that. (laughs) Wow. Wow. For the podcast folks at
0: home, uh, yeah, (laughs) what Austin is referring to is my giant, um, I won't say the name of the brand, because if they're not, you know, sponsoring the show, we're not going to say, but it's a
1: giant, uh, I mean, barrel, you can hear it, it's a a, a metal water bottle. So Um, you might get a lot of questions about that, is all I'm saying.
0: Well, you've asked me a question about it, everybody else in the room here has already asked questions about it, but it's a conversation point, but a bigger conversation point is the 2022 Chargers, we're going to talk about you guys later on in the show when Justin, Frickin' Herbert, ever heard Take of her, him? Baby. He's gonna be joining the show a little bit later. I mean, my God, this this podcast just took like a giant leap up in terms of stardom. We had like Andy Barons and me. Now we've got Austin <laughs> Eckler and, and, and Justin Herbert.
1: <laughs> hey, Eckler's Edge, man. We're coming to you with, with all the real stuff, right? And so we got a superstar right down the block He lives in my locker room with me. So, hey, let's bring him on. Let's do right, it, man. More to come.
0: All right, so Austin, this offseason... What have you been up to? How have you been prepping for this year? It's a big year for the Chargers in general. Wow.
1: I mean, it depends. How much time do we have? Uh, Well, uh, like I
0: said, (laughs) about an hour.
1: (laughs) I can't explain it all. Okay, what have I been up to? Uh, There's really a common theme that I'll I'll get back to. uh, And I already explained it was really community building. Um, And so I've been doing a lot of stuff with the Austin Eckler Foundation uh, during this offseason. been doing a lot of stuff with the new app that I'm building called Experience that we'll talk through uh, more. And uh, obviously been training, keeping up. Uh, with my body and uh, making sure that you know when I'm coming back into now my body is ready to go um, there's a lot of other things like that like streaming you know I've been doing a lot of different content but really excited to get back into my, one of my biggest communities which is the fantasy football space so yeah. uh, really looking forward to this show and uh, just putting on a show for uh, the fans that are out there at SoFi.
0: Yeah, man. We're going to be talking a lot about the fantasy community in just a bit. I do want to say you brought up working out, you know, you and I mm. have um, got a history. We did. Book. Yeah, we
1: did. Yep. You want to explain?
0: Yeah. Uh, for yeah, those that great. didn't watch it, um, well, I mean, the show got canceled, so tough scene. But uh, there was a the whole, like, pandemic thing. that. that, that yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, that kind of threw that off. But, like, literally right before that, Austin and I had, like, a, like a lifting session at, at the Yahoo office. I we mean, did. you came in, and this was this was right after the 2019 season so you know you had a pretty good year in 2019 but I feel like you've really taken
1: off since so well yeah so I had that season had like a thousand receiving yards and you know like I think 11 touchdowns next season hamstring and then this last season which that was me back on track yeah back on track so as long as I'm healthy keep that upward trajectory
0: but yeah, I mean, so Austin's already kicked my ass a little bit in the weight room, which is pretty cool. That was a few <laughs> years ago, but um any sort of fitness stuff that you've gotten into this off-season that's different from before?
1: Are you pretty Ooh, much just consistent at this point? No, I think the one of the most important things in the fitness journey of all of us is the consistency. Right. And so I do like to switch it up a little bit just for like content purposes. Like that's what you see, in like my one arm pull ups. Like I'm not doing that regularly. I'm just like, oh, sure. well, let me try it out, you know, maybe make some cool content. So yeah. I do like that aspect of it. Uh, but for the most part, it's been pretty consistent. I actually had this actually my first year I got a trainer. Um, so I had just a lot of different projects going on. So I felt like I had a lot of different energy and I didn't want to lose my energy. And so I found a trainer that had pretty much the same mindset as i did and i was like okay like i can see this guy training me and so that was the only little switch up but still getting after it still moving a bunch of ways still put out some great content it's <laughs> something i look forward to every off season is finally getting the workout content going
0: i'm glad that you brought up the content part of it because you know i mean listen i'm just like a regular guy or whatever but it's same, it, it, same yeah yeah well okay no you're not you're a regular
1: you're... guy that you know has an irregular job that's <laughs> that's That's one that's one (laughs) way to put it
0: but um it is always (laughs) funny to me like how these videos of you know you doing the one-arm pull-up like derrick henry is notorious for having like freaking weights chained to his back and all this kinds of crazy stuff and i have always thought like people react as if that's what you're doing every single day but there's it's clearly just for the yeah
1: look there's some stuff that you know we have a a regiment that's pretty you know cater to our specific body type and to our functionality as yeah. an athlete. For the most part, we're not like there's a lot of liability when you're doing stuff like that. Right. So it's like Yeah, who signs the waiver? <laughs> probably don't want to be doing that stuff all yeah. the time, right? Cause it's like the last thing you want is dun, 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 you know? And it's like, oh, Austin Eckler, tore his bicep, doing a one-arm pull-up, you know, it's out for the seat. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't imagine, even don't even Imagine it with- that headline, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, you know, you got you gotta have some you know, moderation to it. But you also you got to push the limits. You know, yeah. I like to live on the edge, right? And the Eckler's edge, that is. Mm, look at that. Oh, that's, mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, but if you live on the edge of things, I feel like you're always learning, you're always pushing yourself, you're always figuring out, oh, how far can I go? Um, you never want to take it too far, because that's when you get in trouble, you get hurt, things like that. But yeah, you want to keep it within your means, but always continue to push yourself.
0: Always push yourself, man. Always keep driving. Uh, We love Mm. to see it. Yeah, no, that has always been funny to me. Like the crazy (laughs) workout videos. Like, well, this is clearly not what he's doing uh, every single day. But love to see that you've been in the lab. That's awesome, of course. Mm. Uh, Yeah. Let's talk fantasy football. Let's talk fantasy football community. Since you brought it up already, I kind of want to get, the for folks just getting familiar with you and how in-depth you are about the fantasy community part of it. That is like, since getting to know you more, has taken me aback a little. Because it's Mm -hmm. not really... I don't think normal for an no, it's NFL not. player not at all. to be this embedded in it.
1: Not at all. But I've really, over the years, you know, I talked about that that theme of, of community. And so that was my first draw to the community. And the reason I'm drawn to like big communities because I see there's so much potential in that. Right. And there's so much potential on both ends for me to give myself, you know, the experience of my journey and how I've come so far. And then also the, in the return of them being able to watch me, you know, actually do things. And so there's value on both ends and so what drew me to fantasy football was exactly that was that big community that was being built around my success on the field and i didn't really realize at first you know when i was younger because i didn't wasn't scored as many fantasy points you know so yeah when uh, when would you say this like what year i mean after? my first year i did have some fantasy traction because i was the backup to melvin gordon um and so you know, as we know, backups. are... Everybody's different. always interested in the backup. When, man. when, you, got, when you got a twenty-person league, you definitely have backups playing for you, <laughs> like I do. So, uh, so yeah, I see why I was relevant then, uh, but I never really thought of that until I started like looking into oh, like why, these people are hitting hit me up for fantasy, you know. Yeah. And then it was like up and down because I wasn't really established yet. I had a right. lot of other special teams roles, um, and so it was a lot of mixed feelings. And I saw the ugly side of fantasy, which is the toxicity. So yeah, it, I understood why. People don't like it Uh
0: because,
1: you know, the toxicity always speaks much louder than the positivity. But I've just over the years continued to grow and mature and understand that, okay, like there's actually a lot of good things going on in the space. And it's actually a huge industry and there's a lot of opportunity there to make an impact other than, uh, you know, just playing the game of football, but also make an impact in people's fantasy teams that they actually cheer for you. Like I have a lot of people that aren't even Charger fans. Right, that are fans of me. And I thought that was very special. And I thought that was an amazing opportunity for me to get fans across the entire nation. And that's why I've put so much effort into it. Not because I love and I want to have myself on my fantasy team, which I do. Um, (laughs) Well, obviously. (laughs) But it's because I just love that it brings people together. I love that people can be competitive and have some type of, you know, some way to bring them together, have some camaraderie, a little bit of trash talk uh, and play the game and actually be more engaged in the NFL. I think that's very special. And I think there's a lot to be had there. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons I love just the NFL platform itself for things like that, and so that's what drew me, and what continues to draw me back to, to fantasy football. I
0: feel like again, it's not a common sentiment among players because I mean, it probably is because of that toxicity
1: that you mentioned, but there's a few other things too. I would say because a, I think a lot of players are still just really hyper focused on football. Sure, and so for me, I was different. Right. Because I was I wasn't ever thinking I was going to go to the NFL like back in college. I didn't think about the NFL until like my junior year of college. Right. And so after my junior year, my coach comes up to me, he's like, Hey man, you might have a shot. Like you have scouts calling me about you. And I was focused on using football to pay for my education. Cause I went through division two, we don't get full rides. So the, the way you can get more scholarship money is playing better. So I'm like, okay, I need to play the best I can so I can get the biggest scholarship so I can pay for my school. Right. So I can get out to the business world. I was a business minded guy. I wanted to go yeah. on business. I want to have my own business. I was going to start house hacking and real estate, you know, renting out my rooms in a house, oh, things like that. Like I had a plan. Right. And then I was like, Hmm, this giant opportunity presented itself to me and I was like all right I'm gonna take my same mindset of me trying to grow myself but I'm gonna put it into football now right and so that continued to progress and it it, nothing's changed for me I just have been taking advantage of opportunities and so when you put a community in front of me or fantasy football in front of me I see it differently I see it as an opportunity more so as some people coming at me and just wanting stuff from me and so that's where I think I'm a little out bit of an outlier as far as how I view things in the NFL and around the NFL and the NFL itself
0: yeah, no, I think that's a great point. Like your mindset for how you got started always sort of affects how you. am I
1: even here? Right. How am I even here? I took advantage of an opportunity. Yeah. I was six string on the depth chart. I did that's not crazy. I did not move up the depth chart one time during training camp. I, I'm stressed out of my mind in training camp during this time. Really? I didn't, I didn't know that. I hadn't so let me tell I'll make it make it quick. So my story, right? I come into I come into training camp. I'm number three. You can't even wear a number three as a running back at the time. So I'm kind of like a camp. That's right. Yeah. I was kind of like a camp body, right? Yeah. I was the only rookie that came in in the running back room. I was undrafted. Um, so everyone else had been playing. And so I really didn't have a rookie to like, you know, like bounce ideas off of or yeah. like help me out. So it was just really just me. And I was just so solely focused on taking advantage of the opportunity. I dropped out of my last semester of school just to go start training. because I was like, if I have this, I'm going all in. Like I'm putting everything into this. And so that's exactly what I did. And it came into, you know, OTAs, didn't really get much playing time, just tried to learn and absorb as much as I could. And then I went up to Coach Lynn at, my t- at the time. And I was like, coach, I'm gonna make this team. What do I gotta do to make this team? I told him that. I remember I was so nervous. I, like <laughs> I was so nervous. Cause this man, he didn't even know my name. Oh, he didn't even wow. know my name, right? And I was so nervous. I remember I, I said something crazy. I was like, Like the first thing I said, I was just so nervous, like, hey, coach, I like the way you coach or some some weird thing (laughs) like that, because I was so nervous. I didn't know how to start the conversation and uh, I told him I was going to make this team he told me like three things he's like you know make sure you protect the quarterback protect the ball and get on special teams and go talk to coach Stu that was our special teams coach so I went go over talk to coach Stu tell him the same thing went to my running back coach told him the same thing hey what do I got to do I'm going to make this team and you know they all gave me a couple tips here and there and so I took that to heart right and that's what I used that that month between OTAs and training camp I just focused on all those things and just chipping away chipping away trying to establish so finally getting to training camp I'm still six string I feel like I'm doing well I'm getting some reps here and there and I'm being consistent but I I'm, I never moved up right and I went through that entire process all the way through preseason all the preseason games and after the last preseason game I, I was so stressed because someone asked me I remember a porter, like hey do you feel like you you know made the team I said I don't I don't know if I made the team, but what I do know is that you could not have gotten any more effort out of me. That was everything. And that was my goal. I I told my family, I was like, don't call me. Don't text me during this time. I want to make sure I focus on this. And so there was nothing else I could have done. So if it was meant to be, I was going to be going on and be playing in the NFL. If not, I got to go back to my old plan. Right. right? Either way, I was okay with it because I knew I put my best foot forward. And so that's the shorter version of my story getting here. But I feel like, again, that mindset has to then
0: it, that never probably leaves you. That like that underdog. is who I am. Yeah,
1: you know you can ask. You know my girlfriend and my, you know my my assistant back here, in Madison. Like that is who I am. That is how I drive myself. That is how. All of the things that I'm involved with are taken like I am 100 percent in or pushing. And uh, if it works out, great. If not, we learn from it. Now we can adjust and try to do something else. And that's where I continue to push and push. I think that's how I've been able to build myself up into the position I am, not just in football, but in life. Right. It, right. it goes it goes beyond the, the field. You know, it's it's more it's like I always say I'm, I don't get I'm not defined by football. Like I'm not a football player. That's what I what I do. It's a job. It's a vehicle for me. But what I am is really someone that's really trying to find more opportunities to continue to push myself, right? So I'm like I'm like this visionary, like this, you know, just I'm like the visionary of my own life, right? Trying to trying to see how far I can take it, you know, because I know I have a limited amount of time. You know, people are like, "Man, you're doing so much." Well, it's like I don't have a lot of time. I got to like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Why are you not Why are you not trying to Why are you not going hard?
0: Yeah, right? What right, are you doing?
1: Yeah, right. You know, like. Like, try a little side hustle. Try something new. Try this. Try that. Like, like there's so much value to be had in the things that you enjoy. And if you continue to push those things, that's why I told you I like to live on the edge because that's where you learn the most, right? Where you're on the brink, and that's where you can learn more about yourself. You can learn more about people around you. Start to build a team, well, like I have done. That we can have a same vision and continue to push together. And then you start to build an empire, and you build a team of teams, and then, boom, you just keep going, man. Look at that. We're just building. It's out building, there, man, yeah. building. So that's. That's me in a nutshell. But
0: I think it's sort of that mindset of uh, like playing with house money in a way. I've always felt that a little bit in my own life that like how did I, you know, how did I end up here? How did I end up in this job, like living in LA when I've got no reason, you know, no reason? Yeah, to be let's out hear. Here. Let's hear. But I mean, it's it's first
1: episode, they got to they got to get to know us a little bit more. So no, let, nobody, let's hear. No, nobody cares about me. Give us, me in give that us a one. short version.
0: I mean, you know, it's like a long shot. That there's a lot of people that want to have a job like covering professional football. Right? Yeah, for I mean, there's sure. There's a lot of people that do it for freelance. They do it for free. They grind at it for years and you never really make it. I work my ass off to be here and like uh, I'm kind of the same way as you where. Every day you sort of have to prove yourself again and again and again, not just to yourself, but to the people like viewers and listeners and readers. Like why? Like I got to make this show good. I got to make my content good, or else people are not going to listen. People are not going to tune in. And that's real. And it doesn't matter. I think I mean, if if, if you're if you're if you're a real one or whatever, like I, I don't think it matters how successful you are. I bet every single day at practice you have that same sort of mindset of like. You have a bad rep, like you, you need to go at it again, like yes, every it, single time.
1: It tears me apart if I have a bad rep. Like tears me apart because
0: and at this point, you're not like undrafted free agent Austin Eckler. You're oh, top five I still am. Pit.
1: Yeah. I still am. Like that's that's how my mind is. Like, so like I know if I'm dry if I have a couple bad days of practice, like I would have been cut. Like you, I have no, no chance. I cannot afford that, right? Because I have better than that. I have built up, I should expect the highest from me. And, One thing that about me that's actually kind of interesting, like that is one of my pet peeves is like when people are like, oh, come on, it's okay." It's like, no, it's not okay. Like, that's not okay. Like, I need to be better. Um, And I hold myself to such a high standard that there's no pressure that anyone can ever put on me. That's more than I put on myself. I think that's a very important thing to do, because if if it takes someone else to drag you along, then you're probably not in the right space. You're probably not going to be in your position very long. Right. Because it's got to be on you. You got to be the one that takes initiative to be where you are. Right. And so that's how I've gotten to this point. That's why I'm on your fantasy team. That's why you should draft me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, relate some fantasy back to this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before um, before we started like this whole journey, you and I kind of had a little just one-on-one chat and I said at the end of it I was like bro you're an active NFL player you're really good everybody knows you it's gonna be really hard to mess this show up and you're like that that, that doesn't even enter my vocabulary not even, so that not that, thinking of that that was my uh key we're like, saying how good
1: can we make this thing? yeah how how much value can we give to you You know that's what that's what we're trying to do here, right? And I mean, even look at me, man. Like I'm 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 five eight, like 195 pounds, right? (laughs) And so yeah, I have a lot of things that are going against me, right? So it's it's been a consistent build, 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 right? You just continue to, like I said, to live on the edge because you don't you never know where your ceiling is, but you will know that you are not getting there if you're not trying. You know,
0: 100%. Well, obviously people love you in fantasy for that ceiling,
1: so you've had a lot of positive interactions.
0: With fantasy football managers. So No, I'll say
1: this. I only acknowledge the positive interactions. Sure. Yes. Fair, fair, yes.
0: fair way to look at it. Um, what have been some of the highlights so far? Like interact? Because again, I think you're an outlier in terms of how much you acknowledge and interact with fantasy managers out there. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, wow. Some of the highlights. I mean, every day's been showing to be the highlight when people I'm walking anywhere and people are like, Oh, you're on my fantasy team. Like, let's get a picture. I'm like, yes. Like yes, like that's what I want. I want to have given someone some type of value to their life. I think that's the biggest highlight of me. Yeah, drink that thing.
0: <laughs> I was like, when's the right? I was like, Turn when's the, the When's the right time barrel. to do this? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. We were going so good oh, on, the, yeah. on the on the like he- hardcore philosophy stuff. stuff. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't take a drink during right. that. All right, all
1: right, uh, all right, all right. Back to it. So, yeah, <laughs> periodically you might see that, or it might get cut. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, better not get cut. That um, was good I hope it stays. Um, <laughs> shooting out. See, now I lost my train of thought. Um, people taking pictures with you. Oh, right. yes. So, if I'm able to add some type of value, because I, I have this mission for myself to see how far I can push this life that I've been given, right? See how far I can take that. And, that's all relative to how I see it really to me. It's all, how far can I progress? How many lives can I impact in a positive way? And so this is just part of my journey doing this type of stuff. Like that's why I love communities because it's, it's a way I can mass produce value for people. Um, and so that would be the highlight and is the consistent highlight and the continuing highlight that I'm continuing to look forward to and produce.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's exciting. And I, I think people love that. And you mentioned you're like a business minded guy. That's the part that I think that maybe there's some disconnect between not maybe not just players, but sometimes other like NFL probably coaches and and general managers too, that you mentioned there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot more fantasy fans than, than chargers fans, like the percentage of,
1: well, you you can say that about any,
0: that's what I mean. It's like that there's the percentage of people that are just NFL fans and just fantasy fans. Like forget about that. There's so much blending at this point. I think, You've said to me before that the league probably would not be as popular
1: as it is without fantasy football. 100%. And 100%. I I don't
0: think that gets discussed
1: enough. Because fantasy football helps people invest their time and their actual, like— undivided attention they're like oh i need to pay attention to this draft and pay attention to my lineup and like watch i'm watching seven different games because yeah. i got guys on these different teams right and so that's that's why i love that man i love that and so that's what fantasy football does it, i think it helps us integrate ourselves and our entire league into people that are are consumers of this because now they know a couple different teams they know guys all around the league um and so ah it's a beautiful thing man it yeah really i mean is. you think old
0: scott hansen's up there doing the red zone channel if there's no fantasy football like <laughs> nobody's watching the damn right it's it's, it's,
1: its own industry right you know and then you bring in sports betting on top of that you know like there's there's all these layers to it like football is is the product but then you add these entertainment layers on top of it which makes our entire ecosystem and it continues to you know make it bigger and help it grow and the ecosystem just feeds into itself and so like i said that's is one of the biggest things that i love about the nfl is is the opportunity of growth right in multiple directions. it's up to you to take it in which direction you want to take it
0: Mm-hmm. I love that too. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said. I can't believe I, this is my job. We have like, this show. I, this, I can't believe this, this is a does, show.
1: This doesn't exist unless <laughs> yeah. we have fantasy. So, shout out to all y'all out there
0: listening, dude. Hell yeah, appreciate it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I would be doing if um, there was no fantasy football. Like, I'm not really equipped to do anything else. At wow. This point. Wow.
1: I mean, maybe manual wow. labor. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've done some of that too. <laughs> <laughs> That'll teach you a thing or two about how, working hard, yeah. Yeah, tell me about it. For um, sure.
0: Yeah, anyways, before we go back to my career path, let's let's not talk about that. But let's think more about uh, this idea of the fantasy community and how it interacts with NFL players because what is what do you think the sentiment is or what has the sentiment been when you talk about fantasy football with other guys, like whether it's on the Chargers or other guys that are your friends with the cross? Yeah, like,
1: you, know, you know, we talked about this the other day. Like, in my, going into six years now, like, there's probably literally a handful of times that I have had like an actual like deep conversation about fantasy football. That's not been on the show mm-hmm. with an actual player because guys just don't really get into it. They're, like they're not into it like because it doesn't affect them or because, you know, they had a negative experience with it or just because they really don't care. Like, I don't, I, don't, I really don't know, but that's what I think I'm a little different. Right. Cause I, I'm like, Oh, there's an opportunity. Let me go take advantage of that. Yeah. You know, like that's why that's what draws me the community part. And so, I don't know. It's just I wouldn't say that it's negative or positive for the most part. Like they're
0: indifferent or it's
1: yeah, it's just not really, you know, thought of really. So it's interesting, though, like I'm trying to be an advocate of like, hey, you should definitely be taking advantage of this. Um, for, you know, community building reasons, for self building reasons, for monetary reasons, like there's all of these different things that can help you. And you never know how it's going to go. You can't directly like make money from fantasy football, right? Like playing in leagues, things like that. However, there's so many people that would love your input, like things like a show, like things like, like I do jersey giveaways, things like that, that you can, you know, you know stimulate some type of community engagement, help you which will help you in other things um, in your life. So yeah, what's What's the best p- way to get uh, more fantasy football in, in locker rooms? I don't know. It's gotta, it's gotta directly affect us. You know, that's because that's if we get deep into business, we don't get like there's no cut that we get yeah. from fantasy football. You know, right. things like Madden or things like that, where it's like we have some type of input play or play into that. Like we're directly getting paid from Madden for them to use our rights and things like that. So, I don't know. However, we could, uh, you know, you give you give the guys a check from fantasy football then. <laughs> And that's how that's how you'll get their attention.
0: Yeah, well one thing I do, um, I think it's Michael Gelkin. He has covered the Chargers, I think, previously. It covers the Cowboys. Like he does a list every single year that like puts out the best um, the best players in fantasy, like who are the charities that they support. Like, you know, you have your foundation, yeah. like give some of the portions that you win in your league. Cause a lot of people put a lot of money on this. Oh like, yeah. Give it back. I think that can, that's like a way to put it back in the ecosystem. It's not like directly right. going to you guys, but it's in a, right. it's in a way to support you there. But yeah. um, I, I had the, the idea too, that this whole show, I mean, I think this is like the mission statement of the show or one of the mission statements of this show, Equals Edge, the podcast version should be to bridge the gap between NFL players and fantasy mm. managers. Because, I mean, that's like what we're doing, having you on the show, yeah. right? That, no, I,
1: I'm i on board, man. I'm on board. I think there's so much value on both sides to be had. If if we can find the way to marriage it, right? Find the way that people on both sides are happy with their involvement and their effort, and it's worth it for them. So I agree, man. So what's our step one then in that case? Because I
0: I think part of it is like, you and I have talked about this, like we got to teach some people – how to act a little bit. Because like you said, you've had
1: those negative experiences. Well, here's the thing. If you're going to try to change something, you can't start with things that you can't control. Sure, good point. Mm. So we can't control... You know all the knuckleheads that are going to be, and there will always be knuckleheads. There will always be knuckleheads. You know that's in any community. There's going mm-hmm. even in my Twitch stream. There's some knuckleheads in there. Riles, I'm talking to you. He's uh, <laughs> one of my moderators. <laughs> uh, Riles banged in a big spot here. <laughs> uh, so it's it's really about I think helping educate, right? Because that's something that's something that we can do, right? And then it's up to the listeners to do with that. I guess, value, education, you know, that knowledge is what they please. Well, it's like you said,
0: you are a football player, but that is not all you are. Like, you're a person that plays football for your job. Correct. And I think seeing more of you as a person and the other guys we'll have on the show, like we got Justin coming up later on the show, we definitely Mm. – Spoiler alert. We taped the Justin Herbert interview before we did this. You're going to learn a lot about Justin as a person, and like what drives him and, and everything there. I think that's a big part of it. Um, I mean, not to be super morbid about this, like, but, you know, we just had a situation where Brian Robinson from the commanders, like there was a report that he, like literally got shot. And like yeah. I see other other like fantasy analysts and I'm not going to call anybody out on you know on the show or whatever but like talking about oh well what does this mean for the command it's like are you freaking serious like that that is like a very real example of these guys are human beings not just yeah i mean
1: but there's there's such this like gamification of it right where you really only see us on tv right so you don't have no like personal connection with us so maybe that's one of the things that we can you know draw to you know to eckler's edge draw from eckler's edge i should say is more of that personal connection uh, with some of the guys in here and hearing more about their personal lives, m- more about like what fantasy means to them or their experience, and learn, you know, why they think the way they do about uh, fantasy football.
0: Yeah. So, on that note, again, ask Austin at yahoo sports.com. Let's make those personal connections. People, I literally cannot
1: wait to see what yes. people send in here. Yes, please. We want as many questions, serious questions. Those yes. are the only ones that will be fielded um, that you want to ask because look, we're trying to help all of us. I think we would all enjoy as fantasy players to have some type of input from more of the players that are on our team. And I think, well, I know that the players are also looking for more ways to, you know, get into the community, build their community up and make as big of an impact as they can in their community. So there, there is value there on both sides. Now we got to find the way to connect us. So, you know, whatever you got questions about picks you know, whether it's about fantasy, whether it's about, you know, anything, anything, bring them in As long as it's a serious and you can justify it. If it's not um, something that we can obviously talk about, maybe it's not about fantasy football, but justify why you're trying to ask the question you are to give us give us help. That'll help you actually get chosen. For the questions.
0: I mean, you're a layered guy. There's a lot that they can find out about you. A lot of layers. I think that's, again, it's a rare opportunity, man, that that, (laughs) that people are going to have here on this show. That's why we do it. That is why we do it. One of the other things that we're going to do every week on this show is a little segment I like to call As the AFC West Turns, because Austin, this division right now, I don't got to tell you this. You know, you, 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 this is your this is your thing. You, mm-hmm. You're you're playing in the division. Oh, yeah. It's freaking stacked right now. You know, you've got the Raiders out there trading for Devonte Adams. I mean, you guys making big moves. You know, bringing in Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, like fortifying a defense that, like, let's get them as good as you guys on the offense. I'm you know, funny. and the Chiefs are are, are you know kind of entering their post-Tyree kill phase. Uh, the Broncos traded for some guy named Russell Wilson. Like, when you look out at this division right now. What's your reaction to the competitiveness of it all?
1: Yeah. I mean, just in general, the NFL is very competitive. Like, it's really hard to win football games in the NFL, no matter what your record is. And we've seen that play out, especially last year. It was crazy. I feel like, you know, there's a bunch of upsets as far as if you're looking at records. And so when you bring a lot of consistent players that have played high-level football at a consistent rate, like the guys that you just mentioned, you bring them in, it, it makes your division, especially all in the same division, it makes your division that more I guess reputable right because yeah. it's like okay there's a lot of guys that have done a lot of great things over here so for us as an organization it's great because it's like we're gonna find out who's real real quick like who is actually got a playoff team right like we're gonna find out and we'll know because I mean shoot for us especially we got two division games back to back right we're opening up with uh, the Raiders and going Thursday night football you know for the for the with the Chiefs so uh when you bring these guys in even us, you know, it's like, okay, we have more consistent players, right? That's what it comes down to. And it's all on paper, you know, and this is something that I talk about a lot. Like paper doesn't play football. Like we play football. So you got to show up every single day. Cause I remember last year we were playing the Baltimore Ravens. Everyone's like, oh, it's going to be a great game. You know, both teams have a lot, you know, a lot of talent on their team, seven to 40, seven to 40. We got stomped. Yeah. Right. So, like, I remember. Look, oh yeah, oh yeah. So, look, look, we have all these great players, but it comes down to us, you know, as the Chargers, as the organization, week to week, coming out and showing out what that actual talent looks like, and put it on paper, putting it from paper to the field, and actually making it something that actually is exciting, not just hype from the beginning of the season. And that's definitely why I want to talk about
0: this division every week and kind of like take your temperature on on where things are because there is a lot of hype. There's yeah. a lot of media. Discuss- I mean, people are. Like, hey, can we go ahead and move every single primetime game to just be in an AFC West <laughs> matchup? Like, is that possible? And, I mean, I'm sure you guys feel that within within a locker room, even if you are focused on, uh, you know, not paper uh,
1: making the plays. Well, for, for us, like, we never see further out than, than one game, really. Because, like, we can't. Like for us, we have to focus. We have to hyper focus on one team at a time. We can have an idea of what's happening. Yeah, there's a lot of great players. That doesn't matter. What matters is we're playing the Raiders this week. It doesn't matter that we're playing the Chiefs next week for Thursday night. We need to beat the Raiders right now right and so that's how that's how we operate in the nfl like sure we're all trying to work towards the super bowl but we're not even thinking about super bowl we're not even thinking about playoffs we're not even thinking about week two we're thinking about the current week how do we beat the raiders right now and so that's when when people ask us you know like how's the conference like yeah it's tough but guess what every single game is like that for us like we we approach every single game the same way and it's just been built into us since we were you know in college and high school you know that's just how you approach it because that's the thing that matters most like right? What's in front of you is your biggest opportunity to take advantage. we got to go do that.
0: Yeah. Every, it's like a week by week
1: league. It, is, it literally is sense. a week by week thing, you know? And so the, the media I think helps hype, hype it up. Right. Which is great because people it gets people excited, things like that. But when you're actually down in it on my level, ground level, like you don't, that's going way over your head. I, I'm not even looking at that. I'm looking, you know, pinpoint focused on the Raiders
0: and i love that and i love uh, your your mindset about that that's going to be like
1: i said it's going to be really fun to kind of take
0: your temperature every single week mm. how you're feeling i mean
1: yeah we, we can give a breakdown on it we can give a breakdown on it you know but uh for the most part yeah give you the week to week breakdown especially when we're playing them
0: yeah definitely that's that's what i'm excited about so just i mean we're going to talk chargers here with justin in just a minute we're going to really dive into all of that but just you specifically how are you feeling about this team coming into this year? Second year under a new coaching staff. I always feel like that's where teams sort of start to find themselves, find their identity. And all, all, it all kind of starts to, to blend in there.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely helps. Um, and it helps because now you're getting some consistency within, you know, what the head coach is trying to instill into the offense as far as, hey, this is the mindset. He has, you know, our phrase called our way. Uh, it's all usually all over the building. What is that? What does that mean? It's our way so how he how he describes it is that we want to create a competitive atmosphere where we're all kind of giving our input as far as how we want to move forward you know so we have this like leadership council that will come together like for example we'll do things like hey this is what the practice schedule looks like do we like this like this is what the schedule of the day looks like like here's what we're thinking about doing we're gonna rush your bodies a little bit more on this day so it's our way like we're all inputting trying to come up with the best plan. At the end of the day, he's going to have the last say, but he wants to get input from us, from all of us, because we're all in this together. Um, And so that's what our way stands for. And so that's what he implemented last year. Now we're pretty much on board, have some turnover from the guys from last year to this year. And now we can, we know the mindset. We know where he's coming from. We know his standards and especially having Joe Lombardi back is great, right? Because now we don't have to learn a whole new offense. Yeah, You know, now I'm not doing my flashcards again. Like I know the (laughs) offense. Now we're able to build on that. Now he's like, oh, Austin did well at that. Let's try to put him in this position, right? Helps us continue to to expand, especially for Justin, right? Like his mind, he's got to learn so much, uh, especially going into, you know, it's only his third year, right? We (laughs) forget that, like how damn good he is already. And and
0: it's like only his third year, like I said, second year, I think, I think there's some kind of crazy stat I heard that this is, like, the first time he's gone, like, offense to offense, back to back right. years. since yeah. like his freshman year of college
1: or right. something like that. So I'm sure that's a little bit more of a relief to him. Yeah. And you know, was like, yeah. oh, like, this is familiar. I don't have to start over. Right. Um, so, yeah, man, like, all that being said, like, it comes down to what I was just talking about, man. Like, you're going to hear me saying a lot of the same stuff because it is. It's a lot of the same stuff week in, week out um so we have a lot of great pieces on our offense like our offensive line I feel like is really solid um you know we got playmakers all over the field we brought in a couple and uh yeah man we're ready we're ready man how do you think your role in particular
0: has changed in in this offense versus like what you were doing earlier in your career
1: Ooh, wow early in my career obviously I was splitting carries and now you know I'm more so like the workhorse like I'm the back right and then it's like okay can you keep going are you tired hey we're gonna limit your reps but I didn't really happen that much. Um, like, you're going to be playing. And, I mean, that's my mindset. I'm trying to make myself the most efficient player on the field at all times, right? So I can, that you're going to want me on the field. Absolutely. Because I'm going to be doing things with the ball um it'll be a net negative
0: going from someone else or going to someone that's, else. that's my
1: goal yeah. right because i'm trying to play so well that it's like man we got to have this guy in the field and draw that much attention to myself so maybe it helps other people or just continue to you know to put out some put out some stats for y'all's fantasy teams um <laughs> <laughs> so hey it's it's a, it's a combined effort uh from our team and myself so uh but my role over the past year i think it has really grown more so in the leadership aspect i would say and I think it's just because I've continued to grow. And I think my teammates are starting to realize, wow, this guy continues to get better. And it's like, why? Why is that? And so now I see myself more like helping guys push themselves. Like, I'm I'm trying to drag, like, not drag them along, but give them this wake of, like, motivation and some type of, like, oomph yeah. behind them trying to come in and make sure we're, you know, trying to get the best out of ourselves, um, which I didn't really have that role when I was a little bit younger. And I think it's one of those things that, for me, I kind of just earned the respect um, and kind of built myself into that role, um, and I take it on. I love doing that type of stuff, talking about like talking to people, talking to young guys, you know, just voicing my opinion, just letting people know, like, hey, this is what I'm expecting from all of you during this period or in the weight room. Like, this is what I'm expecting, and I'm not like I said, you can't you can't control people, sure, but you can you can give them a message, and they can do with it what they want, right? And so if I tell you, hey man, I think you can go up and wait, like you don't have to go up and wait, but I'm like, man. I think you can go up. I think you can go harder at practice. And who and who you like know? hears that and then says, "No, nah, they're, like- they're they're prior guys. They're prior guys that are like, like, heck yeah, he's he's you know he's going over the top. Yeah, but I'm still gonna be vocal, right? It's for you to do with with, with what you want." Sure. You know?
0: Well, let me tell you what, if it was me and you said that I, I always view someone challenging you, like well, you got to meet that, especially if it, like you said, somebody like you, who's an established vet, like a yeah. superstar in the NFL right now at this point, top five pick in fantasy. I mean, mm-hmm. across the board. So that should be motivating. Now, for, for the most
1: people. part, I feel like I feel like I don't want to overdo it. Like, I feel like I've gotten a good balance where I'm like. I just voice myself. Just like I said, just if I feel like there's a good message, a time to have a message to the team, like I think that's where I've grown as far as the leadership role. Um, and so I think I have a good balance with that on the field, in the weight room, in the locker room, just trying to help guys help themselves really. Because um, this is old saying that I love, it's, it's you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, right? Like you can give all the tools, but if you're not taking your own initiative, then that's on you, right? So I'm going to try to give you as much as I can, you know, that I've been around. Uh, I've been around for five years now. And so... Look, this is what's worked for me. This is what I've done. You can take it as you want.
0: 100%, man. Well, uh, you're a good example for people to have. So before we throw it to our interview with Justin here, which uh, it's a good one, uh, spoiler alert, I want I you to give that, a... Keep We'll see how it goes, dude. We'll I, see how that edit comes out. I we'll I, I pull the curtain <laughs> we'll back at any point that I
1: can because people
0: like that stuff, and that's my opinion. People no, that's like good. It. I
1: like it. You give them a little, yeah, a little foreshadowing there. Yeah, exactly. People, yeah. you should be excited you gotta about tease them a little. Bit,
0: we we, yeah. we want to hype people up, and that's what I want to end this on here before we throw it to Justin. You talk about the fantasy football community. You talk about all these people who are drafting. You, you talk about giving a message to people out there. Let's get some people who are about to draft if they haven't already drafted they're about to draft austin eckler or they already have drafted austin eckler on their fantasy team i was this. i told you i was this close Uh, i know yeah i had to i had to take cooper cup (laughs) at seven because someone took you at six so no i don't have any austin eckler teams yet which is kind of a bummer for for this show wait how many teams do you have that's a good question i have between just regular redraft i've cut back at one point i was like 15 at one point wow
1: so do you have any on any of your teams no
0: it's not my fault, okay? And that's the end of the show. <laughs>
1: like, i will just played it. It's all not right, my fault. Right, should I take, should
0: I take you second overall <laughs> instead yes. of Christian, Christian McCaffrey? Yes. Okay. What about first overall? Yes, you take me first overall. <laughs> yeah, I, I just wanted <laughs> to hear you say it. Okay, so for all the people out there who <laughs> haven't drafted yet, they could draft Austin Eckler or they have drafted Austin Eckler, give them a hype speech. Give them a stump speech for why they should be gassed up. Yeah, for you I time. mean,
1: I don't know if I can – Totally hype you up, um, but here's what I can tell you: is that I'm going to be consistent. As long as I'm healthy, I will produce. As long as I'm on the field and given the opportunity, you're going to get points from me. You're going to get touchdowns from me. I'm probably one of the most consistent running backs in the league. You know, there's there's running backs that are a little bit more flashy than me. You know, like Nick Chubb. That guy's running for 60 yard touchdowns, running through people. Good. That's a good guy to have on your team. You know, same with you know Jonathan Taylor. Uh, but look. Me, you're gonna get a bunch. You're gonna get some diversity, right? I'm gonna be catching touchdowns. I'm gonna be running touchdowns. I'm gonna be consistent, week in, week out. As long as I'm healthy, what else? What else do you want from your running back? From your starting running back, you want consistency and you want touchdowns, right? You want him catching the ball, running the ball, doing it all. That's why I'm your guy.
0: That is why he's your guy. And my promise to you, Austin, is I got two more drafts left. Hey, and if if I don't care if I have the first overall pick, I'll take you just to the show. (laughs)
1: Let's
0: go, man. I mean. It's, it's not going to be a terrible pick. I mean, I would. Yeah, no it's kidding. It's not going to be a terrible. <laughs> There's pick. a spoiler alert. It's not going to be. It's a not going to be a bad pick. pick you know? All right. Well, there. That's my promise to you. That's Austin Eckler's promise to all of you out there. We are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to welcome on uh, Justin Herbert, superstar quarterback in the NFL. Right after this break. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. All right, now joining us is, I mean, superstar quarterback, Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin, thanks for hanging out with us, buddy.
1: Hey, thanks
2: for having me. Hey, welcome back.
1: Second time on the show. Yeah. Second time, finally in person. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, fantasy. I don't know, I don't know if you kept up with it at all last year, but uh if you had me and you and me on your team last year. You probably ended up winning your league. i was just, just gonna say that we we did our thing last year in the fantasy fantasy place. So uh, looking forward to running it back, man.
2: Yeah, I'm too. I'm I'm gonna do my best to get you the ball. So uh, everyone that has you on, I would do my best teams. to do as much as I can. It'll be it. good. Yeah. yeah, let's get it done.
0: Let's let's actually jump in on that point right there. Uh, getting an Echo of the ball right because I think that one of the biggest differences, and this is just totally me thinking out loud here, the difference between. The Chargers offense last year and then your rookie year and even like before that with Anthony Lynn was like they seemed more willing to use Austin as a pass catcher around the goal line like Justin or Austin jump in there and tell me if I'm totally wrong about
1: that. Well, one thing I'll say that is a difference is obviously the dynamic of Philip Rivers to Justin, right with with Philip, you know, like I have a lot more routes because they want me around him a lot more just in case something breaks down. With Justin over here, like he has the athletic ability, right? To hey, he can extend the play a little bit longer, right? So there is that dynamic that is a little bit different, especially down in the red zone where Coach Staley says it all the time, quarterback's legs come alive. So I think you see that be more of a of a of a disadvantage that we had before, whereas like, hey, maybe now we need to have Austin out and route more often than blocking because you know, Phillips not gonna run. Yeah. We're now, <laughs> hey, let's let's Give Justin a little bit more time. If he has pressure, we don't need Austin blocking in. He can run and find someone else in
2: the end zone. So, I don't know. Uh, You got thoughts? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for us is, like, in the red zone, everything gets tighter. And so to have five receivers out, having you out run routes, you know, it gives us a a huge advantage down in the red zone. and then. If that doesn't work out and we go through our reads and we find you and check down and and you go make something happen, there are multiple ways that you can get the ball and especially running the guys that we added on the offensive line this year as well. um, You know, we've got so many targets down there and uh, to be able to get those guys the ball, I think that's kind of our entire goal. Mm. If if you're not excited about us and our offense,
1: then you
2: I don't think you like football
1: because, man, (laughs) I look at our offense. and I look at our team and I'm like, gosh, we got guys that make plays everywhere. You know, we just brought in, you know, Gerald uh, Everett. He's been making some crazy catches, and I'm like, well, obviously he's throwing dimes out there, and he's making these snags. I'm like, that's what I like to see, like, yeah. like a little dynamic that we we didn't necessarily have in the past, as far as from that position, just his skill set. So, uh, obviously Keenan brought Mike back in too. So, oh, just like us down in the red zone, especially, look out. Look out, man. I
0: mean, I love anytime you could tell somebody, hey, if you don't like this, you don't even really like the sport. That is, uh, Look, that is one of my
1: favorites. we are just so. nothing but exciting playmakers, <laughs> right? Which We got to be out here. We're in a crowded neighborhood in L.A., man. So if we're going to have anyone in the seats, we got to be making it exciting. What are they here to see? They're here to see some offense. They're here to see, you know, let's play the electric guitar and stuff like that.
0: I mean, I think it's going to be
1: sick. <laughs> um, Justin, I heard
0: that last year you told a story on the show about how your dad had drafted you in fantasy um, and your, I think it was your rookie year, yep. right? Yeah. Um, update us on this. Like, did your dad draft you last year? Is he going to draft you this year? Uh, what is the dynamic there? Cause I'm gonna tell you what, like, you know, me and my dad are close. I would feel a lot of personal pressure in, in that
2: situation. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I thought it was cool. So he, he took me pretty late, um, two years ago, which I, I wasn't expected to play a whole lot. So that was kind of a reach. And so he took me and it worked out. And <laughs> I think he took me in the first round last year, which was pretty early for what was expected. I would say sure. so, yeah. Sure. And so a lot of the guys, like the neighborhood guys that we grew up with, and they kind of gave him a hard time because like, you know, you're you're drafting your son in the first round. And, um, <laughs> you know, hopefully I was able to help him. I don't know if he won the league or not. I'd have to ask him. Um, but no, definitely knowing that uh, – I'm a potential draft pick for him it definitely makes me want to play better for him. So it's huge. I mean, you've already got a lot
0: on your shoulders anyways, right? Why not just put one more thing? Yeah, by
2: there, right? right. That's right.
0: Austin, you got any like weird stories, sort of the same type of thing where somebody, you know, drafts you or like family members. Anything a lot like of people, yeah. a lot of
1: people I know draft me.
0: Well, I know that you know a lot of people like online and stuff like that. Uh, now, well, I yeah, mean like my, like my,
1: it's funny actually, uh, my, uh, head coach in from college, his wife texts me, uh, yesterday and it's like ha i got you before jazz did that's my head coach's name um that's the second year in the row she's got me and she won last year so looking to bring that back and then like i'll just be at random places like we were at a a meeting today for my app and we went upstairs um, in this meeting room and this guy's like, Hey man, just drafted you last night in our draft. Like, so like people are always, I mean, I actually just said that now that
0: I think about it, I just said that like five minutes before we started recording.
1: So yeah, now you start to see how apparent this is coming in my life. Now you see why I'm taking on and embracing the fantasy football community because you know, there's nothing against our Chargers fans, but there's 10 times, 20, 30 times more fantasy football fans yeah. of Austin Eckler, of Justin Herbert than there are for Charger fans. So if I'm trying to build a community, trying to give back to someone, that's also going to be, including the Charger fans, another community that I'm going to give back and show love to.
0: We're all about breaking down um, the barriers between NFL fans, fantasy fans and like you guys, because I mean, that's that's what it's all about. Like we don't get to play this stupid little game if you guys aren't playing football and crushing it and stuff like that so on that note justin one of the things like i said austin and i want to do on the show all year is sort of break those barriers down i think part of that is getting to know austin getting to know the guys that come on the show too is there anything interesting weird off the beaten path about justin herbert that people don't know about that they should know about
2: that's a good question honestly i think outside of football i live a pretty boring life and i think football has has meant so much to me over the the past couple of years that I look forward to going to work every day. And when it's the off season, I I feel like we have too much time off and going to lift and run and throw. It it gives me something to do and to, to be around the guys in the facility and um, spend time with the coaches, the staff members. You know, I think this is the greatest place in the world and um, you know, it's taken up so much of my time and I've put everything I can into this game. And uh, I think the one thing that people would know is hopefully I'm going to do everything I can to, to be the best quarterback teammate that I can be. Um, and all of my focus is on being the best quarterback that I can be. And let me build on
1: that, too, because actually I learned that, too, about Justin. Uh, I don't even remember. You probably don't remember either. But someone asked you what you'd be doing bes- besides football if you were. And you said you'd be coaching football. Mm-hmm. And so when you, when you said that, I was like, yeah, this guy, that's that's my quarterback. All business, like, baby. That's my quarterback, <laughs> man. Like, this man is bought in. And obviously we know, you know, the, the ceilings that can be reached uh, or I guess the the opportunity in the quarterback's position is especially too. And so when you get someone who's bought in as much as you are and has a talent skill set in the mind, mm, like that, that makes me want to yeah, play longer. Well, I appreciate like I want to play yeah. for this guy, man. Like that's, that's what I'm talking hey, as about. As long as you man. do that, I'll get you, you know, the ball. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so I, I appreciate you, man. Yeah. I yeah. appreciate you uh, sharing that with.
0: Yeah. All, all the way bought in. We'd love to hear it. Well, let's mm. talk about the Chargers, man, because do it. like you said, Austin, this is going to be, an electric offense no pun intended that was pretty bad but like this is going to be an awesome offense it's going to be must see tv every single week justin austin how are we feeling like coming into this year with just a litter of playmakers but also a lot of expectations as well
2: well i think going into year two with the offense is a, a huge help as well knowing the offense and, and stepping out onto the field for otas and training camp and, and already having a year of film to go through and everyone seems so much more comfortable with the offense and and you're able to bring in a guy like Gerald Everett, Zion, and um, you're able to get them up to speed pretty quickly. And so to have all those guys, all those weapons, it makes my job a lot easier. Heck yeah, man.
1: Like, like I said, man, like it's so much fun. And, you know, coaches always say, hey, go out there and have fun. Well, what is fun? Winning is fun. Yeah. If I'm losing, none of us are having fun. So <laughs> right. if we're gonna go out and have fun, we need to be making plays. We need to be scoring points. When we need to be moving the ball, right? And that's what we have in our locker room, man. I'm, I'm so excited for us to get out there and finally put a real product on the field, um, just because we know the history of some of our players that we have on our team, right? Uh, Keenan, Mike, you're, I'm talking skill players, and obviously our O line that is has been solid uh, since last year, and now you know bringing in Zion, as you said, you know even helping us out even more, like there's nothing left to be said. Like we're all so ready. Like we're at the at the brink point of actually playing. And so now it's just a matter of time. Like we have a lot of consistent playmakers. Now it's up to us to actually go out and put it on the field and show that we can be consistent and actually put it together because to have something on paper is a lot different than actually playing the game. Paper doesn't play football. We do. Right. So we got to go out there and show that, yes, we are these types of players. There is a reason you should be excited. And this is why.
0: I'm glad that you both have brought up the offensive line too. Cause I think that's probably the thing that, especially fantasy folks. Cause you know, they Don't put offensive linemen in the lineup, but maybe that's another format we can think about mm. at some point, like offensive line fantasy. But I mean, I think we're deep enough <laughs> as it is. But uh, you know, that's a dynamic that I think a lot of fans don't consider. But that has been a huge like since Justin got here, they bring in a center in free agency, you know, that was key. You draft offensive linemen, that's a unit that they're continuing to build Brad up. And Matt, too,
1: uh, Matt yeah, Beiler, exactly. left guard. he's been solid, heck yeah, so
0: and it's. Something that I think goes undersold, but it is like, I mean, key for your success, key for your success. Um,
1: So, I mean, that's that's kind of the starting point. And it it plays on, you know, I know you want to touch on this, but like you said, that feeling of all in. You know like yeah I knew you're you're already I knew you were, you're knew you were gonna outlines, touch on that I <laughs> knew you're gonna touch on that but like it's not necessarily like all in as far as like oh like now we're all in because of the situation we're in but we're in a situation right now where this guy is about to get a big paycheck and so right now the charge are trying to beef up everything else we can before we get to that point right and so that like hey let's get something solid that we can build on right and we're in that Foundation. moment. We're in that moment right now. Where we're like, okay, let's get it. Let's get some guys locked in for a few years. Right. And so when Justin's time comes where he is gets his much to serve contract, then it's like, okay, we got players in place. Right. And now we can continue to build. Right. Like we have these, these pieces, right. You got to move them around. It's so strategic when you bring the business side in because you can't just go out and get all the best players or the NFL wouldn't be any fun. Right. And so we're in a moment right now where it's like, hey, take advantage. It's very, very particular. So i'm uh, i'm liking our odds this year yeah I, justin i
0: ran this idea past austin when we talked before the show um you know about the charges being quote all in right because that's the thing i feel like that media talks about and part of and maybe this is just the way my mind works i'm like what the hell does that really mean like is that a, just a thing that we talk about on the outside that you guys don't consider at all but is there a feeling of like okay, wow, we, we went out, we got a guy like Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, you know, made some big moves in the offseason. And, and the rest of the division, too, like that's something I want to talk about every single week on the show. This division is one of the best in football right now, if not the best. Everybody's talking about it. So is there any extra layer of, oh, man, like I can – is there a feeling that the team is all in or is it just, hey, man, like you, you seem like an all-business guy, so we're just kind of going about it daily business at this point.
2: No, I think when you when you say all in, I interpret that as, what are you willing to give up this – to win what are you willing to sacrifice and I think the front office the Spanos family Tom Telesco coach Staley all those coaches they're going to do anything they can to win and you know they've paired up with a, a whole bunch of players in that locker room that feel the same way and I know that Eck does and the entire offensive line who doesn't get nearly enough credit for what they do they want to win and that's the whole mission here and um, when you get an entire organization working toward that goal um, you know I think we can accomplish a lot of good things
0: yeah, we're all rowing in the same direction basically. We're all yep. on the same I like page. Yeah,
2: well, That's good. one. I, was good. I, I try my best. I like. Um <laughs> all
0: right, it would be stupid if I was on the show and didn't get like a scouting report on every single kind of like major fantasy player from you guys. I mean, obviously we have like a top 5 pick here in yep. Austin Eckler. I mean, the,
1: you said to me the other day you weren't like
2: aware of how high you were doing really in wasn't. fantasy. I really wasn't. I was like, "Dang, people are like taking me like top 4, top 5." Like I, uh, I'm okay. surprised that you're out of out of the top five. Like, if I hear that, I, I'm surprised. <laughs> I think you should be, you know, way up there. I know. So. It's like,
1: oh, you scored 20 touchdowns. People like that, apparently, in fantasy. That's what I Well,
0: thought. the <laughs> thing is, though, everybody comes after. It's like, well, he scored 20 last year. He's not going to do it again. He's going to regress. Like, touches, you know, touchdowns per, per yeah, 10. We'll see. We'll, see.
2: we'll see, man. Hey, <laughs> I'm taking you first overall if I'm in a oh, fantasy gosh, league. Guys, <laughs> I told you, man. Ah, I'll play for this guy forever, man. Sheesh. <laughs>
0: Let's talk about Bro. some of the receivers, too. Like, Keenan Allen is a guy that, you know, He's been doing it for years. He's been consistent. Um, Andy Barron's one of the other uh, hosts on the show, just talks about like I can take Keenan Allen as like receiver eight and just like set it and forget it, hundred catches, boom. I know it. I know what he's what he's going to be. And he seems Justin to me as a guy that's like fits perfectly in this kind of like quicker strike offense. But um, I would like if I could just personally make a, a little bit of a petition to you, mm-hmm. and you can you know take this to the coaches too. I'd like to see some more like downfield stuff for Keenan Allen yep. this year.
2: Yeah, I get that. I, I mean, it's tough because he's just been so consistent, and especially on third down. You know, he's going to get open. Always. And, you know, he's had so much success over the past few years that you just put him out there and you know that he's going to give it his best. And he's had an incredible camp so far. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of a lot of good things from him. So I'm looking forward to watching him this year.
1: And look, you got to play your players where they're going to be the best. Right. Yeah. And where's Keenan going to be the best? Intermediate, short, cross. Of, like that's that's his bread and butter. That's why he got paid. That's why he's getting paid 20 million a year. Because of the doing that stuff, so you seeing him down the field, maybe, but I definitely know you're going to see him in the intermediate <laughs> getting open. That's for sure.
0: Hundred catches, hundred ten catches. Like I said, you can book that every single, Absolutely. every single day of the week. Absolutely. Mike Williams, though, kind of had a breakout year last year. They they sign him back, uh you know, before he hits free agency, which is awesome. He's a guy, though, that you know, Austin, you just said, like you play a guy where he wins he sort of in the first four weeks of the season had kind of that like lower average depth of target. Then you see him get more vertical looks. Where do you think, Justin, Mike Williams fits in best as a, as a guy winning outside at
2: wide receiver? Yeah, it's a good question. I think with Mike, he's, he's put in so much work the past couple of years that I think he's unlocked a whole bunch of different aspects of his game where it's not just deep balls. It's not just throwing it up to him. It's, you know, he can win short routes. He can win intermediate. And, you know, he's a threat inside, outside. Um, and even hand the ball off and like letting him go do something with it. He's he's incredible like that. So oh,
1: he'll love that one. He'll you gotta respect
2: that. that he'll love that. I think Mike's Mike's gonna have a big year and uh, wherever uh, he plays, he's gonna make something happen.
0: All right. Yeah. So those are the obvious guys, right? Keenan, Austin, Mike Williams, and you too as well, Justin. Obviously, who are the sleepers on this team? Who are the guys that like could take that next step? Whether it's uh, Josh Palmer, you know, one of the other guys on the roster, who are we think in you know, potential breakout in fantasy this year.
2: Yeah, I think Ger- Gerald Lefford has had a great camp so far and he's definitely one of those guys that's going to get a bunch of targets. Um, able to beat man coverage on third down and um, he'll be able to take some of the attention away from Mike and Keenan on third down. So I think uh, Gerald's going to have a big year too. I would agree, man. I,
1: I mean, I'll put Josh Palmer in there yeah. too. Like this guy, we every time we see him on the field, he's making some type of play. You know, he was doing that his rookie year last year. Obviously we saw it, you know, at the end of the season, but we saw it, you know, throughout the season as well. So that's what I'm saying, man. Like... Just draft all of our skill <laughs> players, man. That those are the sleepers. Yeah, I guess that makes sense, uh, right?
0: Like, okay, well, Austin. The one question people definitely have in fantasy, you know, it's always about like not just the starting running back, but who's the next guy. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of guys on this roster. You know, you got Josh Kelly, you got yeah. Larry Roundtree, Isaiah Spiller they draft this year. Who's the RB2 on this team right now, and who might it be by the end of the season?
1: Look, after the last preseason game, like I saw Joshua Kelly run like his life depended on it and that's why i'm like i need to see that fire from you every time mm-hmm. but then i also saw larry doing the same thing mm-hmm. right later down out there and so it's like man like like i don't i don't know i'm like both these guys i'd feel comfortable having them on the field like they both produce and so i don't know i think i can't even tell you because it's been back and forth like yeah. literally in our room it's been back and forth and i think there's been some pr- some purpose behind that to put pressure on them um, and then obviously, you know, Isaiah Spiller came in, you know, was injured, missed, a, missed a game. So that that definitely hurt him just as far as us getting to see him live um, in the, that short window in the preseason. But right now, like, I'm still interested to see how it plays out. And uh, time will tell. Yeah, I know people are definitely interested uh, to see how this is all going to go.
0: Last question for both of you guys. Tell me what is the most like, Austin, what's the most fun part about playing with Justin? And, Justin, what's the most fun part about playing with Austin? Ooh,
1: most fun part about playing – I've kind of been saying it, but just, like – and he touched on it. Just, like, the dedication and just his love for this game. Like, I remember talking to, to my agent, actually. I'm like, man, like, when you have a guy like Justin that – has the caliber of play that he has and you know the organization that is bought into him and so you have this franchise type of guy and then not only that but the community's bought into them it just makes it more exciting to even play football because you have like the quarterback position is so important to a team right that if you have a stud there like people buy into that. like like who are the guys that people are like looking towards look at who's the quarterback for this team is he gonna can he get it done you know and so when you have that and when you have some especially as young as justin coming out here and doing his thing like that's like i told you that's like mm, that like man i'm like i want to keep going man because yeah. it's exciting right thanks so I uh, yeah that. i appreciate you brother
2: um uh, best part about playing with egg there's more than just one and you know i don't want to waste everyone's time here. but I Take uh, as
0: much time as you need, man. Yeah, I mean, this I is Eckler's Edge. Right? One of the most
2: underrated parts of his game is pass protection. When it's third down mm. and he has to go block a linebacker, it's bad. It's bad. there's no doubt that Eck's going to throw his body out there and he's going to right. give me a little bit of time to get the ball off. And if he does get out on his route and it's a check down and I give him a ball for, for two yards, I know he's going to break a tackle, he's going to make someone else miss, mm. and he's going to go for 20 to 30 yards. Mm. And I think that part of the game – is so tough because when everyone's covered downfield and you've got Eck down there and you're able to hit him and he goes and gets a first down, I think that's the toughest thing about having to guard him. Mm. So take that, Coach Staley. He likes my blocking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love it. Some uh, coaching
0: pass protection heat. Well, Justin, <laughs> thank you for being our first guest here in season two and the first episode of the podcast of Eckler's Edge. Man, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty gassed up to watch some Chargers football now. Oh,
1: yeah. Hey, no doubt. No doubt. How can you not be? It's gonna be, be an awesome, awesome season, man. guess that way. I appreciate you coming on, brother. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, always absolutely. a pleasure. Thank you, thank you. Well, that was awesome having Justin
0: on the show. Pretty sweet. Like I said, huge jump in terms of cachet. Welcoming Austin Eckler and Justin Herbert onto the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast feed here with Eckler's Edge, episode number one. I think it was a pretty good start.
1: Yeah, you know, we started at the bar pretty high, you know, with, with J Herb. So uh, we, we try to keep it going as long as we can, but nonetheless bring you some great value and just life too, right? Like I think there's some messages in there, fantasy, life, consistency, maybe hopefully you can get value in some way, you know, from this, hopefully it's fantasy, but you might catch it something else too. I
0: mean, you said early on in the show, if you don't like watching the charters offense, you must not like football. Um, if you didn't <laughs> learn something from all the wisdom that you dropped during the show, like you might need to go back and clean your ears out a little bit or something. Cause there was a lot of knowledge you dropped there. That was awesome. Austin, this has been great. Yeah. I'm so excited for this year. This show is going to be great. For you all out there, you can follow Austin on Twitter, at Austin Eckler. You can follow me, at Matt Harmon, underscore BYB. And while you're there, for God's sakes, make sure you're following at Yahoo Fantasy. Don't forget, we're accepting emails to Austin at yahoosports.com. Send us your questions, comments, whether they're written, audio, video. We will take anything all of them and screen them and then bring the best ones on the show obviously so dalton will be back tomorrow to preview the tampa bay buccaneers until then we're out